That's right, did you miss me? I'm back. Here I am. And while it was gone, Donald Trump attacked LeBron James. What in the world's happened there? Plus, the NFL Hall of Fame speeches happened. I'm going to give you the highlights. And plus, Odell Beckham Jr. says he, quote, doesn't believe in holdouts. Is he making a mistake? And what in the world should happen to Urban Meyer? Plus more NBA talk, plus some esports talk. That's right. It's all that and more on the Jam Pack Podcast. That starts right about now. Ah, uh, yes, it is 2018, and that means apparently LeBron James is getting attacked by the President of the United States. And that is what I'm going to come back for my extended break on. That right there with two and a half minutes on the clock. You've heard it by now. You know the headlines. You know the news. You know what Donald Trump said about LeBron James. And does this surprise me? Nope, not one bit. I saw this notification on my phone, why I'm relaxing, why I'm chilling, and I'm like, I think I'm supposed to be surprised that the President of the United States is saying this about LeBron James, but I just wasn't. I just wasn't for multiple reasons. First and foremost, it's something that we've never seen. I know white man demeans the intelligence of a black person. We've never seen that before, right? Obvious sarcasm. And it's also that this is what Donald Trump is trying to do. Donald Trump clearly, throughout his presidency, is trying to use something that has historically brought us together, sports, and is using it to try and split us apart. And of course, the irony in all of this is that LeBron James was on CNN in the first place to talk about what it was like growing up as an underprivileged person in his situation and his family dynamics, and then years later going on to invest tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars into his own school, and if they graduate, he will give them all scholarships. Tens and tens of millions of dollars. And yet Donald Trump finds a way to criticize that. And by the way, this time even Melania, his own wife, doesn't agree with what he has to say. And that right there, I think, should be a summary of just how dumb what he actually said was. But this isn't anything new for Donald Trump. Let's go back through his history. He now has called effectively LeBron James stupid. He also said that NFL owners need to, quote, get that son of a bitch, and quote, off the field if a player kneels. He also mocked the NFL owners for taking head trauma seriously when he said, uh-oh, got a ding on the head when referring to players who get a concussion. And on, and on, and on. The bottom line is this. The intersection between politics and sports has become increasingly not only obvious, but present in our sports society, whether you like it or not. And the question I'm asking now is this. Is that intersection becoming more and more obvious because of Trump? Is it just a Trump thing? Or is it more of a long-term thing that we're going to see in sports going forward? And the reality is only time will tell. Now, before I do get to Odell Beckham Jr. and the non-holdout situation that is that, let me get to the NFL Hall of Fame speeches in which, well, there was multiple, let me just say, 
interesting uh, situations. And I'm referring more to the second part of this clip. The first part of this clip is actually a really cool moment from Brian Dawkins. And then the second part is, well, Ray Lewis being Ray Lewis. Take a listen. As you've been listening all and you've probably read all this week, I suffer from depression. I went through it mightily my rookie year. I've suffered through suicidal thoughts. And I wasn't just suffering through suicidal thoughts. I was actually planning the way that I would kill myself so my wife would get the money. Not yet, not yet. But what that pain did for me, it, it, it increased my faith exponentially. I have grown leaps and bounds because of the things that I've gone through, and that's one of those things that I went through. And when I say went through, that means I came on the other side of it. So for those who are going through right now, there's hope. You do have hope. There is something on the other side of this. Don't get caught up where you are. Don't stay where you are. And that, before I do get onto the Ray Lewis moment here, I thought was the best moment from the Hall of Fame speeches. Why? Because the conversation on mental health in sports is evolving rapidly, and we are seeing more quote-unquote alpha tough guy men. One of the greatest safeties of all time, the most physical safeties, coming out with his own struggles. And then on the flip side, a more light side, here's Ray Lewis just being Ray Lewis. Didn't have the touches and the hugs and the kisses that I give you. I never had that. I never had a father physically touch me and tell me he loved me. That's why I hug you guys so much. That's why I'm still kissing you in the mouth. Yeah, I kiss all my kids in the mouth. Don't hate. Don't hate. Stay with me now. Wait, no. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Some, you know, my sons try to get physical and stuff, you know. You know they think they working out and stuff. Ah, yes. Ray Lewis being Ray Lewis. What you don't see there, I showed it on today's show, is his kids shaking their head. Nope, not me. Not me. Not me. And then his youngest daughter being like, yeah, yeah he does. So those are the moments from the Hall of Fame. Got to be honest, it doesn't excite me too much overall, but those were two of the cooler moments, at least I thought. Now, two minutes on the clock for Odell Beckham Jr., who says he does not, quote, believe, and quote, in holdouts. What he deserves credit for here is this. He deserves credit for sticking by his word because, well, we all know Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't exactly done that in the past, and this time he did. He said he wasn't going to hold out. He hasn't held out, and to me, he does deserve credit for that. But he does not deserve credit for not holding out because he's making the wrong decision. Overall, in general, I support holdouts. I think the players should try and get what is theirs in a field in which their careers don't last too long on average. So, yes, I have no problem in general with NFL players holding out, especially here, especially with Odell Beckham Jr., who so far in his career has made $10 million, which is obviously a complete and utter joke for what he has done. And more importantly, 
has all the leverage in the world in this situation. If he wants to hold out, he has all the leverage on the New York Giants because the New York Giants offense without him is absolutely, completely, and utterly screwed. And that, quite frankly, is putting it lightly. It's putting it lightly. And I know some New York Giants fans like to say, well, well, Nick, Eli Manning, he's made wide receivers. He's turned wide receivers that aren't that great into greatness or not that good into good. And that's actually fair to some extent. But if you think that about Odell Beckham Jr., you got your head on twisted because it's not the case. And I know the other thing here is, well, Nick, if he held out, if Odell Beckham held out, he would get criticized because he's Odell Beckham Jr. And that is fair but it shouldn't stop him from doing the right thing. And my message is this to the New York giants and your franchise wide receiver. Who's about to be a free agent in the year. If you're not careful, I would be careful. I'd be real careful. Now, yes, they could do the franchise tag, et cetera, et cetera. But all I'm saying is be careful how you handle this guy, because you might not realize what you had until it's gone. On that note, I do have to get to this before I do get to some NBA thoughts and then my thoughts on esports, which, well, you might not want to miss or, or you might want to miss. I don't know. That's up to you. Uh, two and a half minutes on the clock for Urban Meyer and the ongoing investigation that has happened while I'm gone or was gone rather. Let me just give you a rundown. Let me give you a breakdown of what happened in this situation first, because I think understandably some people are either confused or just simply don't know the whole story here. So let me give you the story. Zach Smith, a former Ohio State assistant who was fired in July after it was reported that he allegedly beat his wife in 2015. By the way, this is the same guy who, I guess I have to say, allegedly did so in 2009 when she was pregnant. Yes, that guy. Uh, he was fired back in July. Urban said back in July that he had no knowledge of the 2015 incident until, well, um, he said this at media day. Are you saying that you don't know anything about that or do you believe that that didn't happen? I, I can't say it didn't happen because I wasn't there. I was never told about anything. Never anything came to light. I never had a conversation about it. So I know nothing about it. I know nothing about that. I know nothing about that. Nothing. Well, now he's admitting that he, quote, failed at that press conference and that his intention was, quote, not to say anything misleading, end quote. Oh, really? Really, Urban? That wasn't misleading if you admit yourself that you failed at that press conference, which then leads to you hinting at that you did know? And oh yeah, by the way, Zach Smith was fired 15 minutes after that report came out. But you also say that that had no, no reason to you firing him. And oh yeah, by the way, Courtney Smith, the victim in this situation, texted Shelly Meyer, Urban's wife, that she was scared of her husband, Zach. Shelly, Urban's wife, then said, I have to tell Urban. And Courtney said, go ahead. So if your argument here from Ohio State fans, because the reaction to this was so predictable, completely predictable, there's a petition going around to quote, save Urban Meyer from being fired, has 20,000 signatures pathetically, the, the, the reaction was so predictable. So if your take is this, which is, 
Well, well, Urban Meyer, he didn't know. Well, even Urban Meyer isn't really hinting at that, A. And B, that's just flat out not believable. It's not. It is known that his wife knew. So if his wife knew, his wife of over two decades knew, you really don't think he knew? And I know the other defense here says, well, Nick, there's no direct proof. There is no direct proof that Urban Meyer knew. So therefore, he can't be fired. They have to have reason to fire him, Nick. I got breaking news for you. This isn't the court of law. They do not need direct proof that he knew or did not. He already broke their sexual harassment policy. They have reason to fire him. There's no doubt about that. And what I'm sad at is this. The same thing that happened with Joe Paterno and Penn State fans defending him is the same thing that is happening now. How many years later with Urban Meyer? Different situations. Same thing at the root of it, though, in terms of the response. So, yes, Urban Meyer should be fired. And the fact that we're even debating that to me is... Just flat out pathetic. Okay, and on that note, before I do get to my esports thought, let me go two minutes on the clock for the NBA over-under odds that came out in Las Vegas yesterday. No surprise, the Golden State Warriors are at top with 62.5 wins being the line. The Boston Celtics are seconds, tied by a three-way tie between the Philadelphia 76ers, the Toronto Raptors, and Houston Rockets. My main takeaway is this, because at the top, I don't find it overall interesting. Yeah, the Golden State Warriors are going to be first. I think it's interesting that Boston is that high up, because usually Las Vegas isn't wrong. They didn't build all those casinos off of being wrong. They built them off of being right. And the Boston Celtics being the second highest over-under odd, I think is interesting. The fact that they are high on Philly next year, I think is interesting. But above all of it, what we should all be taking note of is this. Las Vegas knows just how good LeBron James is. Oh, yeah, you best believe. They know. Mm -hmm. They know real well because they now have the Cavs at 30 wins. That's the over-under for the Cleveland Cavaliers. 30. And they are set to have the sixth worst record in the league, according to Las Vegas. After just being what they were a year ago. And meanwhile, they have bumped the LA Lakers all the way up to 48 wins. Why? Because Las Vegas is smart. Las Vegas remembers that the Heat dropped 29 wins after LeBron James left. Las Vegas knows that a team is nothing when LeBron James leaves them. And Las Vegas knows it will happen yet again. And that the Cleveland Cavaliers are not immortal to it just because they signed Kevin Love to a long-term deal. So yeah. That's my main takeaway. And on that note, let me wrap up with this. Esports, 90 seconds on the clock for this. All I am asking is for you to give me 90 seconds on this. Just listen with an open mind. That's all I'm asking for. I'm going to ask this question that I asked on the show the other day, and we'll ask again in the upcoming days. Will esports become a mainstream sport? Here's my thing. Esports won't become a mainstream sport. Because it already is one. 
It already is one, and the reality is, it has been now for a while. The Overwatch League Finals, which is one of the newest and also most popular e-gaming sections, if you will, had 650,000 people watch. 650,000 people watch between their new TV rights on ESPN and streaming online. 650,000 people. Just for the record, that is more... More than the average MLB or average NHL game. And the other reality is this. 18 and under. 18 and under? These kids recognize their favorite e-gamer more than their favorite baseball player. They watch esports. They watch it all the time. Whether it's Overwatch, whether it's League of Legends, whether it's the newest craze Fortnite, you go down the list... They watch. They watch. They watch in bunches. Now, admittedly, the challenge here is going to be this. Can esports reach the overall mainstream sports fan? Because in order to become mainstream, they will have to. Here's the thing. Whether they do or not now doesn't matter. Because eventually they will. Just the way baseball grew because... Mom or dad was a baseball fan and then son or daughter was because of that will happen with the next generations because of esports. And if you don't think it's only a matter of time or it already is a mainstream sport, I just don't know what to tell you. Again, you don't have to like it. I'm not saying you have to like it, by the way. If you don't like esports or you don't get the whole thing of esports, that's fine. I, I may disagree with you, but that's fine. But at least accept what's happening because it's clear. And on that note, that is the podcast. It is good to be back. The Sportsnick Show released already on Sportsnick.com and the YouTube channel. Tomorrow, back Sportsnick Show podcast. See you then.